Hey, welcome to another episode of Fast Forward, a podcast from QSR Magazine. My name is Sam Okus. I'm the editor of QSR and the editorial director of Food News Media. Uh, if you're new to this podcast, uh, just know that uh, these new these episodes coming out uh, in the coming days and weeks are going to be a little bit different than our norm. Uh, we have a great archive of interviews with fast casual founders, innovators, and entrepreneurs that I highly encourage you to dig into and go check out. Um, but for now, we're going to roll out some mini episodes, uh, a couple of of them every day, really spotlighting some of the creative solutions to overcoming the challenges posed by coronavirus. Uh, obviously, there's just so much uncertainty going on right now, and um, and we really don't know where this thing is going and how long it will be. Um, but I think there's a lot of industry professionals who have found some creative solutions, or at least are trying to think outside the box as they navigate their businesses through this time. Um, we do have a running list of headlines covering the coronavirus on uh, QSR's website. Go to qsrmagazine.com slash coronavirus for all of those headlines. There's more than 50 stories uh, already up there and just lots of great resources for you and your business as you uh, navigate through the season. Uh, We've had a couple of episodes already that have been posted. Go back and check those out. We'll have some more coming every day um, to further help you as you just try to wrap your head around everything that's going on. Um, So up to this point, I've been talking to folks who are uh, within restaurant companies, uh, but this conversation is with uh, Mark Brando, who is uh, with Data Central. So Data Central is a data provider for the restaurant industry with just tons of great insights. I love this organization. We rely on so much of their research uh, in the pages of QSR. They have been really ahead of keeping uh, track of consumer sentiment around the coronavirus. So they've been putting out some data over the last couple of weeks and updating it um, frequently on uh, what consumers think about things. You know, wh- what's their um, attitude toward the restaurant industry? What's their attitude toward carryout and delivery? What's going to get them to um, have more trust in restaurant businesses and things like that? And so I wanted to get Mark uh, uh, on this podcast to talk through some of the numbers that they are just releasing today, uh, Thursday, and um, just a lot of really interesting nuggets in there. And I think most importantly, um, Mark touches on some things that they're can be some optimism about. I think there's a little bit of uh, hope there about uh, where consumers um, fall in regards to how they feel about the restaurant industry, and he he, he parses out some of those details. Um, so I am going to roll now into my conversation with Mark Brando of Data Central. Mark, tell me about some of the work that Data Central is doing right now. What kind of data are you guys following? Sure, and, and thanks for having us on, Sam. Uh, so yeah. what we're what we're uh, tracking right now is uh, about every three or four days, we're fielding a new consumer survey uh, with about a a thousand uh, general population consumers. Some things that we're trying to track from report to report are, you know, awareness of coronavirus, um, concern uh, for your personal health in light of coronavirus, and then how that's going to affect your, um, you know, attitudes toward dining out. Um, You know, some things that we've seen just in tracking uh, those metrics across uh, these these first three reports is that, you know, um, as you might expect, um, awareness of coronavirus is pretty much effectively at, at 100 percent now. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and uh, four out of five Americans, according to our data, are very, very aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, um, you know, even in the, in the in the last four days, the the real big spike has been in. Uh, concern for, um, you know, people's own personal health in light of coronavirus. When we started, uh, it was uh, last week, last Tuesday, and, you know, about two in five Americans were very, very concerned. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, 
with, with coronavirus over the weekend. The last time we got data out of the field, that was up to um, almost 50%. And uh, with our report today, it's jumped another 12 points to now uh, 61% of consumers wow. are, are uh, you know, concerned with their personal health now. So, yep. I mean, this is, this is growing really, really rapidly in just a really short time frame where it's been kind of omnipresent in everybody's minds. Right. And everything has been changing so quickly in the last week and a half. Um, really, they're just, especially for the restaurant industry, you know, it's like every day there's been sort of a new uh, regulation or at least a new strategy to try to overcome what's been going on. And mm-hmm. your guys' data has been showing that as well. There's been this really quick evolution in the consumer attitude toward uh, dining out right now in the restaurant industry. What are you guys seeing right now in terms of what uh, restaurant consumers are thinking about eating at restaurants? Right. So uh, the way that we ask the question is, uh, you know, are, are you are you nervous about dining out? Um, you know, will it will it uh, stop you from from dining out? Or are you going to avoid it? And, um, you know, in just the past four days from the 14th to uh, yesterday, March 18th, the, the number of people who said that they are definitely going to avoid eating out that jumped 20 points. It was, wow. yeah, it, it was, you know, 27%, about one in four people, and it's up close to 50%. Um, so that's just a, that's just a really dramatic shift that, um, you know, I, I don't think any of us has ever seen, you know, anything quite like this before. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at the start of the, at the start of the crisis with the first report that we ran last week, the you know the concern for dining out and the the likelihood to avoid it, it was highest among actually um, uh, uh, parents and uh, millennials and uh, people uh, living kind of in urban localities, mm-hmm. um, and you know that that's that's risen pretty steadily. Uh, but where we saw the biggest spike from uh, the second to the third report from four days ago to now um, is actually uh, with boomers. And um, so it's, it's more than three in five boomers are now definitely avoiding eating out, you know, and, and so it's just a, I think a, a bigger acknowledgement of, you know, among vulnerable, vulnerable populations in our country that, you know, this is definitely a really serious issue. Um, it's going to change a lot of things that we do in normal day uh, life. Um, and unfortunately, it's hitting uh, you know, our approaches to, to food, to dining out, to restaurants, um, in a, in a real concrete way, um, yeah. because of social distancing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure obviously with boomers, um, you know, they're, uh, the most at risk here with the coronavirus and, um, just trying to take every caution they can. Unfortunately, that does affect the restaurant industry. You know, talking about some of the changes that we're all being forced to make mm-hmm. uh, in the midst of all this, one of those changes has been that dining rooms have closed. All of the restaurants have shifted to an off-premises strategy, carry-out, delivery, drive-through. What is your data showing about consumer attitudes toward purchasing through those channels? Yeah. So I think that one thing one thing that I uh, should point out before I get into that data is that the way that we ask this question is, you know, are you going to avoid dining out? And I, and I think that most people kind of assume that that means going to a restaurant and sitting down in the dining room and, and being served. Um, 
but we're, we're showing uh, that people are still willing to, to use a restaurant. And they, I think that people still definitely want to get food from a restaurant if they can't go in. Um, mm -hmm. So we, we asked folks, um, you know, what are you still very willing to do to get food from a restaurant? And so that gives you options like uh, uh, using the drive-through, uh, ordering ahead and going in to pick it up, uh, using delivery, whether that's third party or, or native delivery, um, and then uh, curbside, a pickup window, or um, going in and ordering takeout. What we're kind of seeing is that more than half of people are still very, very willing to use the drive-through and, um, you know, pick up and, and order ahead order. So, you know, that's that's uh, fairly good news. It's, it's a silver lining and a, a structural advantage for um, QSRs and uh, for some of the more forward-thinking uh, fast casual folks who were starting to go this route and think about things like, um, you know, adding drive-through capability or certainly getting heavy into rapid pickup. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that um, the the current shift in attitude is it's moving fast, but initially um, that's better news for limited service restaurants than full service. Um, yeah. Certainly in full service, uh, you know, d delivery has been the story for the past, you know, year and a half, two years about how to adopt it and make it work, work for them. Um, but just in terms of, you know, the, the real estate profile and the way that uh, a lot of these restaurants were set up from the beginning, um, it's, it's going to be better news for um, quick service initially. Yeah, it's really interesting because... I, I've talked to a few people about this, but it's like the industry is better suited now to handle something like this than it ever has been in the past. I mean, for all of the work they've been doing the last few years to set up a robust off-premises business, now that is actually proving to be quite the advantage that full-service brands don't necessarily have. Yeah, and thank goodness, right? I mean, um, yeah, because if if you if you ha if you had to uh, you know get set up even with an Uber Eats or a DoorDash now, I mean, the credit to those services, they are, you know, waiving signup fees and they're, um, you know, being helpful uh, with, with commissions and, and things like that. But um, if you were kind of starting behind on that already, it'd be an even, you know, kind of tougher road to hoe. Uh, yeah. I, um, it, it, it's funny, I was thinking about this before, before we started talking where, um, you know, even what a month ago, we were hearing from a company like Darden, you know, they were still kind of off premise skeptics for a lot of their different brands. And yeah. in the era before anybody even knew what social distancing was as a concept, you know, they weren't wrong necessarily. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if they were going to try to differentiate through, uh, you know, service in the dining room, um, you know, that that was a defensible idea. And um, it probably would have served them pretty well. But um, everything has uh, just, I think, changed too dramatically now, and everybody has to be thinking about pivoting to off-premise for the foreseeable future. Right. I, I don't know if your data plays this out at all, or maybe you just can hypothesize, but you know, talking about some of that fear that diners have of restaurants in this, in this day and age, but showing more comfort level with order ahead and carry out, is the fear being around other consumers or is the fear getting food from other people who've prepared their food? 
so we're seeing we're seeing that that both are, are factors. Um, okay. I think I think that um, with with uh, with food service, you are you're you're concerned about both things. You know, is a is a diner next to me? Uh, you know, possibly sick, and so that's why they're supportive of things like cutting capacity in restaurants and removing some seating so that uh-huh. tables are farther apart. Um, I think that uh, a slightly bigger perceived risk though, uh, to your point, is um, whether or not a food service worker um, is is healthy enough to be serving me and, and you know, if they're sick, are they able to, to go home? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, but, but both, both are a concern. And one thing that we asked in this most recent survey that was pretty illuminating is, uh, you know, if you, we ask that if you are going out, you know, to a restaurant to get some food to, to bring home, you know, what's, what are the most important considerations when deciding where to go? And in normal times, it would be things like, you know, what do I have a craving for? What tastes great? What's nearby? What's the best value? Uh, but right now, when we just asked this a few days ago, the, the most important consideration is cleanliness. Um, mm. You know, it, it's almost 50% of people saying that. And, um, you know, you, you never see that in normal times, but these right. just aren't, aren't normal times. Right. Yeah, I was talking to Don Fox of Firehouse Subs yesterday about all this, and, you know, he was talking about some silver linings. And it seems a silver lining is, from all of this, if, if you can find them, is, is you know, is it's going to set up restaurants for much better success in the future. We're going to learn a lot about how to be clean, a lot about how to be efficient, a lot about how to do off-premises really well. So in some ways, you know, God willing, we get out of this sometime soon, restaurants will be prepared to um, really effectively run a, a smooth business that customers can trust. But man, gaining that trust in this time just seems so difficult. Yeah. Yeah. We, we asked an open-ended question, you know, of what could what could restaurants do right now to reassure you? Um, you know, and, and of course there's, you can imagine there's a lot of variability in what people are saying when you just give them free text to answer. But, uh, a lot of folks are really saying, you know, if you can reassure me that, you know, your workers aren't sick and that you're taking care of them if they are. And if you can reassure me that you are, you know, deep cleaning the restaurant, that, you know, you're on top of food safety, you're, um, you know, wiping down all these surfaces in your, in your restaurant, that, you know, and, and that would be a perfectly fine marketing message on your social media, um, in your, uh, you know, email communications. That is what people are, are really looking for right now. Yeah, that's good to know. Um, you know, restaurants, this is such an interesting thing to think about right now because if you think about all the industries that are suffering, I mean, airlines right now are getting slammed, of course. Mm-hmm. Hotels are getting slammed. Mm-hmm. You know, in those two industries you know, all of my travel was cut. So, you know, I'm not flying, I'm not staying at hotels, but I do have to eat. And so what's interesting about restaurants is, you know, sales have taken this dive, but ultimately people have to eat. Grocery stores are just so bonkers right now. Restaurants really are well positioned to be that, you know, source of food, to, to be a source of comfort and trust, I think, for customers. And I'm just wondering, like, Will we make that turn? Do you have confidence that we'll make a turn where restaurants can climb back by by being that source of food for customers in times of uncertainty? I definitely do. Because uh, if you think about it just personally and, and anecdotally, um, 
you know, I think that we are all as much as we can trying to support restaurants in our, in our community. Um, you know, cause there, there are lots of ones that we, you know, go to all the time and that we want to make it, we want them to be there when, um, you know, social distancing eases up and, you know, we can start going out again, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that right. So right now there's a mindset where a lot of people who live to eat have to, you know, transition to just eat to live right now. Um, you know, we do need to sort of get into a new routine that's going to keep us all safe. We need to stock up on, you know, foods to get us through it. Uh, if we can, you know, we're, we're kind of getting uh, takeout and delivery to sort of keep, keep restaurants going around us. Um, mm-hmm. But I think to your point, Sam, eventually we're going to have to start to eat to feel alive. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and, and I, and I think that that's where restaurants come into play. There's, there's stuff that, you know, we can't make it home that, you know, we definitely uh, want to go back to, to feel a sense of normalcy. And so I think that's driving some of the behavior that we see in some of our data. Um, you know, one, one question that we asked is, you know, we're asking what would motivate you to get food from a restaurant right now, you know, completely aware of this crisis with coronavirus mm-hmm. and you know, kind of the most popular option that people really are into is this idea of, okay, if, if I, you know, place a takeout or delivery order from you and you offer me a discount, uh, for, uh, a dining meal, the next time we're able to come in, that is by far the most popular, um, option that we gave people, mm. um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, the one that people were a little bit less into was just straight up gift card purchases right now. Um, okay. so, you know, people definitely want to help restaurants right now um, as best they can, but they're they're looking to get food back for it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, Mark, last question for you. Um, kind of a, a good segue out of that last that last uh, bit. You know, been asking folks what is one bit of encouragement that they can leave listeners with, and I'm wondering if you know, looking at the data that Data Central has been collecting. What is what is that bit of encouragement you can provide? Is there anything that you can parse from the data that maybe could be at least a good sign for restaurateurs? Yeah, you know, I, I think the last thing that I mentioned um, to to me is a is a sign for optimism because I I do think that people really do want to patronize restaurants again in person as soon as they are able to and allowed to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I think that. There's a lot of movement to, to keep restaurants going, you know, as much as people are able. Um, you know, I, I think that you 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 hear from, at least I do, I, I hear from, you know, my family. Uh, I've got family in Texas and in Ohio and in Illinois. And they're all just saying, yeah, we're trying to, you know, once a week or maybe twice a week, try and just get uh, takeout from the place that we, you know, like here and we want them to, to, to make it and do well. Um, people are really open to this idea of, um, you know, hey, how can you incentivize me to come back when we're able to? Um, you know, people are open to, you know, ordering more than just the usual amount of food in order to stock up um, and kind of uh, replenish their freezer in their fridge uh, with, with restaurant meals, not just stuff from the grocery store. Um, so in everything that consumers are telling us, um, for one thing, I think there's an awareness. There's an awareness of just how uh, vulnerable restaurants as an industry are to all of this. Like people know, you know, um, they know that they can't 
fly on planes or stay in hotels or go to restaurants. Um, and I think that restaurants have a lot more goodwill than the airline industry and the hotel industry uh, to, to get through this. And I don't know about right. you, I, I, I tend to not think there, I think there are no good airlines sometimes <laughs> yes. in, in terms of customer service, but, um, right. but with restaurants, it's, that's completely different, right? Restaurants yeah. are all about taking care of people. Um, and so I think that's why people um, in, a, in a big way want to take care of restaurants right now as much as they can. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Mark Brando from Data Central, thank you for sharing this information. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much for having us. We appreciate it.